0: Oh, did that pique your interest? That's from Deep Impact, by the way, that 1998 movie. We're trying to find something that was the sound of an asteroid slamming into the planet. I believe that was a comet, but I'm not sure there's a difference. Um, The idea of asteroids slamming into the planet and causing mass destruction is the stuff of science fiction, of course, and of course, the stuff of prehistory. We know that about 66 million years ago, an asteroid collided with Earth and caused a mass extinction event, including wiping out the dinosaur population, remains one of the most important events in geological history. But that enormous asteroid may have actually been part of a one-two punch, believe it or not. Scientists have found evidence of a much smaller, albeit significant crater, off the coast of West Africa. An article published in Science Advances theorizes that this second asteroid would have collided with Earth at roughly the same time as the big one, give or take a million years or so. Exact dates are difficult to nail down in these cases. It is an 8.5-kilometer-wide crater, hundreds of meters beneath the seafloor. The crater is now called Nadir. And if confirmed, it could mean that the mass extinction event was a bit of a one-two punch, perhaps. Perhaps. Well joining me now with more on this is one of those who produced that article uh in Science Advances. Ushtin Nicholson is an associate professor of geosciences at Harriet Watt University in Edinburgh. Thanks so much for your time tonight.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: This is uh getting a lot of att- a lot of attention as 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 often stories about massive asteroids hitting Earth does. Uh, but perhaps just to fill listeners in on the one that most would be familiar with, the, the mass extinction event the crater in the Yucatán, what is now Yucatán Peninsula.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, this is the one that everybody knows about, right? When you talk about the crater that uh, that's associated with the, with this the, the extinction that led to the end of the, the demise of the dinosaurs. So, in Yucatán Peninsula, there is a a two hundred kilometer crater that's partly offshore, partly onshore, um, and that was uh, the the best estimates from from modeling. Suggest that was caused by an asteroid that's about 12 to 13 kilometers in diameter. So I live, I live in Edinburgh, and it's not far off the same size as the city of Edinburgh right. in diameter. So it was a big a big event, and um, it led to like, a catastrophic global consequences.
0: So you happened upon what you believe is a second crater, uh, quite a, a massive one as well, in West Africa, but you weren't even really looking for it, were you? How did you come across it, and, and what did you think you had found?
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I was looking. Um, I've been given the seismic data that uh, that I was interpreting for for another project, actually, for a drilling project offshore West Africa. But we were we were looking at questions to do with um, plate tectonics, so separation of South America and Africa, uh, how the climate changed back in the Cretaceous period, and how the oceans changed when those new new uh, new ocean basins were connected. Mm-hmm. And um, I just happened to come across well, one of those seismic profiles, so they are two-dimensional seismic sections through the Earth, um, I saw this very strange shape. What I expected to find everything to be fairly flat lying uh, on this this part of the plateau, offshore West offshore Guinea, West Africa. Um, but there was this, yeah, crater shape, this concave kind of crater shape in the middle of the data that was about 10, just under 10 kilometers in diameter. So yeah, my my inst- like you know my first thought was, well, this looks a bit like a, that looks a bit like an impact crater, but right. but of course you you know oh, come on let's let's think this through. It can't surely it can't be. But I checked all the different parameters. I checked you know all the characteristics of what you would expect for an impact crater of this size were there, and um, so that was pretty intriguing. And at that point, I got in touch with my other co-authors and, and we we carried on the the work.
0: Because it's not that much smaller than the big one, the one in the Yucatan, right, it, in terms of size. So what did you set about doing at that point, trying to figure out if what you thought you had seen or what you thought you had found was indeed uh, what you thought it was?
1: Yeah, so so well, in terms of the first question, it, it is... It is quite a bit small. So the the this crater is about 10 kilometers now, a bit under 10 kilometers in diameter. The one in Yucatan is about 20, 200 kilometers in diameter. Oh, 200, the crater, surveyed, the crater. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right, the, the crater, the, impactor, of course. the asteroid is 12 kilometers, but the, mm-hmm. the crater is 200. So whereas it's about two, 20 times uh, smaller than that one. Um, but, uh, so it's still well, big, right? I mean, it's still, still yeah, yeah. it's still big. So we were thinking it was caused by, uh, if it is indeed an impact crater, it was caused by an asteroid of about 400 meters diameter. So, um, that's way bigger than anything that we've experienced in human history. Um, so yeah, when we, so the first thing we did was to check whether it was consistent with a, with a, what we call a complex crater. So when we get this big central dome beneath it, the central uplift, and indeed, all the parameters, like if you look at the ratio of the width of the crater or the depth of the crater or the height of the rims or the, the height of that uplift below the crater, it all fits uh, exactly what we would expect. And then um, Veronica Bray, my co-author, did some computer modeling to see whether whether we could replicate the, the shape of the crater with an asteroid model, and and uh, she did a great job with that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So all the the kind of the modeling, the observations all point in that direction, even if we can't say for sure at this point.
0: What would be the significance then if you were to have found uh, a second crater or a second large crater? um, And do you have any idea of a timeline?
1: Right, so um, the date we have for this crater is 66 million years, the same age as, as uh, Chicxulub, but plus or minus a million years, right? because uh, the, date, the frequency of the seismic data only allows us to, to, to get to that level of precision. So it could be a little bit older, could be a little bit younger.
0: But if more or less, exa- in the grand but, scheme of things, more or less the same. More, more or less, less the same, same age. age, yeah, right. yeah.
1: But give or take a million years. So either it's uh, we put through forward three ideas in the, in the paper, three hypotheses. One is that it was formed by uh, the breakup of a parent asteroid on its an earlier orbit with the Earth, and then those fragments hit hit the Earth, or maybe a binary asteroid that with two two with two separate impacts. Or that there was an there was a collision event somewhere in the in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, and that sent a shower of fragments in towards the inner solar system, including Earth. Or that they're just uh, it's just a coincidence. And uh, yeah, you know they're they're a bit closer together than we would expect for the average cratering rate. But that you know you, sometimes that will happen, and we don't know for sure. So to test those hypotheses, we need we need to re- we need to improve the precision of the dating. We need to go there, drill down into the crater and get some physical samples to date it, to date it.
0: How are you, I know that that process has already begun to some extent. How difficult yep. will that be to do? And uh, how long may it take? How far off are we from finding out the information that you're looking for?
1: Right, um, so I have submitted a proposal to an organization called the International Ocean Discovery Program, IODP, a fantastic organization, which do this kind of fundamental science in the oceans. Um, i I've submitted a proposal which has been reviewed a couple of times but that's this is going to be reviewed again in October if the fi- if it we get through that final uh, gate uh, that will then be go to their like their facility board for planning the expeditions so um, hopefully it would get uh, um, selected <laughs> there's no guarantee right but uh, if it gets selected then it would be. Scheduled for, uh, at some point in maybe 24, twenty four two thousand twenty four or twenty five at the earliest. So like at least two or three years before we could possibly drill it.
0: Is it tough to? How far down is it? Is it tough to access?
1: So it's about three hundred meters below the the seabed and in nine hundred meters of water. So you need a drill ship um, that can. So this is like a bit like the drill ships that drill for oil and gas, but especially designed for science drilling. So um, it would co- it would core so it would recover a physical cylinder of sediment and rock all the way from the seabed to maybe two or three hundred meters below the crater floor so about let's say 500 meters 600 meters uh, long section of the Earth's cylinder through the Earth's crust um, and, you, and that would that would allow us to, to, to test those ideas yeah
0: yeah and you'd really be able to find out whether what you think happened happened at that point
1: Right, yeah. So we'd first of all be able to say, is it actually an impact crater? Because we would need to we would need to physically recover shocked minerals. So minerals shocked at such extreme pressures that it could only have been an asteroid impact. That would te- that would that would tell us that it's definitely that an impact crater, and then it would that would allow us to date it with high precision dating to really really see whether it's related or not to to Chicxulub
0: which is the crater, of course, in the Yucatan. If it is indeed related to that one, uh, what would be the significance of, of, of this discovery if, in fact, it is um, what you what your hypothesis or what you think it is?
1: Yeah, so, the, I mean, it would... We, so we what we don't think is that this crater it contributed in any major way on its own to the extinction event, because it's just so much smaller. The amount of energy released would have been... Catastrophic on its own, but but it's completely dwarfed by Chicxulub. Chicxulub would would have released about ten thousand more time times more energy, um, uh, and um, you know, kind of massive global cooling event and so on. But it would tell us some. So if it was exactly the same age, it would tell us that there's there's not just one, but there are two craters. So there's one, at least two asteroids. But maybe maybe there would be more asteroids. Maybe there are more fragments out there and more craters to find. So that would tell us. I mean, we uh, on our, in Earth history, there's only one example of a, of a, what we call a binary impact crater, so two two impact craters of the same age, and there's only one example of clustering where we see uh, this kind of flux of asteroids coming in from the from the asteroid belt. So, getting any more information on these kinds of processes, those kinds of. Um, you know, like clusters of, of impacts uh, or what happens if there's a breakup event of a near-Earth object and what do those fragments do? What would that look like? Um, I think that would be pretty exciting to to find out.
0: And in many ways, this discovery has kind of changed the course of your uh, of, of your research as well because you've kind of quite by accident landed on something that, uh, that you're now working on uh, almost exclusively, I gather.
1: Yeah, so for the last two years, I think I've spent more well m- most of my research time because i also have to teach and, and do some administration uh, as we do but uh most of my research time has been spent on this uh writing the paper writing the proposals several iterations of that uh we're now um kind of looking at what kind of follow-up work we can do including some more sophisticated modeling maybe some additional data that we can gather before drilling uh so yeah absolutely it's changed uh, it's it's uh there's not many things that can drag you away from things other things that you're interested in, but this is, this has been a lot of fun for me, yeah.
0: Usti Nicholson, thank you so much for your time tonight.
1: Yep, thank you very much. been a pleasure.